This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't eat beef. So burgers, particularly during the season for cookouts and picnics and potlucks, I mean, just general outdoor fare, having a burger can be a little tricky. Or case in point, I attended a 20-year class reunion earlier this month. The organizers were very thoughtful to provide a picnic for families, including supplying hamburgers and hot dogs, but it was standard fare. There wasn't any vegetarian option, which a friend and and I were discussing, (laughs) rehashing circa 1990s, um, some of the most popular vegetarian burger alternatives being Garden Burger and Boca Burger. I still remember when Garden Burgers were sort of this like revolutionary thing when they were made mainstream. They started appearing on a lot of restaurant menus. The brand Garden Burger, of course, in my mind, has that distinctive chewy texture. There's a lot of grains in it, brown rice, rolled oats, bulgur are among the ingredients, which you either like or if you're trying to be grain-free, gluten-free, it's not such a great choice. The other um, main ingredient in Garden Burgers is mushrooms. It's a couple of types of mushrooms. And to me, it has a very mushroomy taste, you know, that isn't just savory, isn't just umami. One of the other popular brands, Boca Burgers, attempts to mimic more closely the texture and flavor of meat, largely with soy protein. But unlike Garden Burger, that has a lot of variation in texture, it kind of boca kind of comes off as this more nebulous substance. You're not really sure what it is. <laughs> you just know it's not meat, right? So neither one of those are all too appealing. I mean, I suppose I would take the garden burger, particularly if it was with some avocado, you know, a lot of good like fresh veggie toppings. It lends itself a lot more to that. I'm always intrigued when I see restaurants offering a homemade veggie patty, but often I find that they um, consist of a lot of black beans and almost always have bell pepper in them, which is quite possibly my least favorite food, among my least favorite, at least vegetable foods. I don't know where it's written that vegetarians must all enjoy bell pepper, but I, I certainly don't get it. And I definitely do not want that flavor in my burgers. Another thing that I notice a lot of is a lot of carrot, a lot of onion, which are great as fillers. People often put those ingredients in meatloaf, but if they're not cooked until soft and really blend in with the other ingredients, I find them really distracting. The the topic of vegetarian um burger options kind of faded away between me and my friend both just kind of agreeing there's really not a lot of great options out there and I came across in the past few weeks though one I I do think I would like to try 
And it's from a cookbook of vegetarian hamburgers. It's called Superiority Burger Cookbook. The Vegetarian Hamburger is Now Delicious by Brooks Headley. And this recipe was tested by the Chicago Tribune. And it's called the Superiority Burger. Among its kind of defining features are quinoa, which like the Garden Burger, you know, is a grain that they're incorporating both for texture, both for um, health. You know, if you are a vegetarian, you're going to want to get your amino acids, obviously. And quinoa happens to be really high in those. It's a good protein source. And what I like about the idea of quinoa compared with brown rice or even bulgur is its tiny size gives it just that little bit of bite, but yet it homogenizes with everything else. It's not obvious, I think, that you're eating a grain, you know, when it's it's mixed in, incorporated with other ingredients like this. The other main protein source is from cooked chickpeas or garbanzo beans as they're also known which I also like because even though chickpeas have even overexposed because of the hummus trend there's a reason why hummus is so popular it's a mild flavor you know unlike black beans that are pretty distinctive you know and and they don't necessarily go with anything anything and everything Chickpeas are a lot more versatile. They go over really well in falafel, which is another kind of patty, most often served, you know, in a flatbread as a sandwich. It was a larger um, fritter, could even make a, a burger filling. So those two ingredients really recommend this recipe to me. There's also some carrots in this. There's also some onions in this and a nice mix of spices, I think, that really elevate the flavor beyond just the blah protein puck. There's some toasted fennel seeds, chili powder. Um, they're using walnuts here, fresh lemon juice, fresh parsley, some hot chili sauce in here. And it is bound together with some breadcrumbs and some potato or cornstarch. So I'm going to share the recipe here for the superiority burger. This makes eight burgers. Start by cooking the quinoa. And this calls for red quinoa. You could use any color, but I think red is going to most closely mimic the color of protein you would expect to find in a burger bun. It's important, I have always been told, to rinse quinoa before you cook it because there's a coating around the outside of the seed that does result in a slightly bitter flavor. People who think that they don't like quinoa, I've heard some natural foods educators talk about this, are usually cooking quinoa without rinsing it. So try that. If you've never rinsed quinoa before, you think you're not a, a great fan of it, rinse this cup of quinoa first in a fine mesh sieve under cool running water and combine it in a so small saucepan with one and a half cups water and a quarter teaspoon salt. Again, that's a cup of quinoa to one and a half cups water. 
Bring it to a boil, lower the heat to a simmer, cover and cook until it's fluffy for 20 to 25 minutes. And then transfer that into a large mixing bowl and let it cool. As the quinoa is cooking, can be preparing the other veggies, specifically roasting the carrots is, is the method that's called for here. It's a cup of small diced carrots. And that's tossed with a tablespoon of mild oil, such as canola oil. Um, If you can find organic, I tend to stay away from canola because it's usually GMO, unless it is organic. I think grapeseed oil is also a really good alternative, but a mild oil that doesn't have a real strong flavor like olive oil. So toss that cup of small diced carrots on a baking sheet with a tablespoon of neutral flavored oil. Avocado oil is also another really good option that I've been using a lot lately that I enjoy and a pinch of salt. Roast not in a 425 degree oven until the carrots are soft and they're starting to darken around the edges for about 20 minutes. Let those cool. In a medium skillet, heat another two tablespoons oil over medium heat. You should have peeled and chopped a yellow onion. And this doesn't have to be real fine dice. But again, if you want a homogenous texture, like you'd expect from a burger, try to try to dice it small. So add the diced onion to the skillet with the two tablespoons oil and cook that stirring until it's just lightly browned. You want to be careful it doesn't start to burn and turn bitter. That should take about six to eight minutes. Season with a half teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. And two teaspoons of ground toasted fennel seeds. Now, if you don't have ground fennel and toasted spices have become kind of a trend, McCormick put out several years ago, it's very easy to toast fennel seeds yourself just in a dry skillet, certainly a quantity as small as two teaspoons, and then add those to a mortar and pestle, which is a really great kitchen tool. I prefer to a spice grinder. Some people have a dedicated spice grinder. That's great too, but I actually find the mortar and pestle just easier to clean, even though it takes a little bit more elbow grease to get your spices ground, obviously. So we're adding those spices again to the saute pan with the onion. That's two teaspoons toasted ground fennel seeds, a teaspoon of chili powder, and of course we we already added a quarter teaspoon pepper and a half teaspoon salt. Into the saute pan, stir in a cup of drained and rinsed cooked chickpeas. These can be canned. You could cook them from from scratch, from dry beans. Do typically have a nicer texture and flavor, but they're going to be mashed up. So canned is, is probably entirely appropriate. Cook the mixture with the chickpeas, onion, and spices until it's very soft for five to 10 minutes. Then deglaze the pan with a teaspoon white wine vinegar. And of course, deglazing means it's going to loosen the cooked on bits of food that are on the surface of the pan. So you're going to be stirring, scraping those up, and it incorporates all the flavor, all those caramelized bits of food into the entire mixture when you deglaze. Roughly mash the mixture in the pan with the potato masher or the back of a wooden spoon. And then stir that into the bowl with the cooled quinoa. Stir in the roasted carrots. And you're also going to add, again as binder, a half cup 
of course, breadcrumbs. And to that, you're going to add three quarter cup walnuts, again, that have been toasted. Dry skillet is just fine and crushed. This recipe specifically references a mortar and pestle being useful. So there's another, another little plug for that. You can toast your fennel seeds, crush those, then crush your walnuts in the mortar and pestle. You don't even have to clean it out in between. All the flavors are mixed. But that's three quarter cup walnuts, shelled walnuts, of course, toasted and crushed. And squeeze in the juice of a lemon. Season this with a tablespoon of chopped fresh parsley. I, th- I think Italian parsley, flat leaf parsley has the most flavor. And a tablespoon of hot chili sauce. This could be sriracha, it could be Tabasco, it could be Tapatio, whatever brand you prefer. And salt and pepper to taste. This is also gets some additional binding assistance from two tablespoons potato starch or corn starch that's been mixed with one tablespoon of water. Of course, the way to add starches to most recipes is to turn them into a slurry. So whisk the two tablespoons potato starch or corn starch with one tablespoon water. That's a pretty common ratio. And then stir it in or knead it in by hand. And that's it for the mixture shape it into eight patties, have ready your garnishes, whatever you like. This suggests shredded lettuce, sliced pickles, garden fresh tomatoes, great this time of year, onion and avocado. I think it's particularly nice with veggie burgers. Heat about a tablespoon oil in a cast iron skillet to cook these and brown the burgers for about three minutes per side, adding more oil as needed. You have your choice of burger buns here and I kind of think the sky's the limit everyone's different some interesting options I've noticed lately at even at Food for Less in Medford are um, individual ciabatta rolls packaged under the La Brea brand those bake in the oven in like three minutes kind of just crisp up and I think those are a nice kind of particularly chewy bun that doesn't fall apart I've also noticed that Franz has out a new brioche bun that's a really, really tender. I've also noticed pretzel buns and pretzel bread was a big trend a few years back that's apparently finally filtered into hot dog and hamburger buns in Southern Oregon. I think I'd really like to try those actually. I, I know that I've liked the pretzel bread I've tried in restaurants and haven't made a point of purchasing these burger buns yet. But when you're giving somebody something that's a outside the box, a vegetarian patty with quinoa and chickpeas, you know, present it in a fun way. Once those are browned, about three minutes per side, serve on the buns with any desired toppings. And that is Superiority Burger, meatless burger from Superiority Burger Cookbook. The Vegetarian Hamburger is Now Delicious by Brooks Headley, recently appeared in the Chicago Tribune. And it's the current recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish. You can find that at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish and at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food.